Welcome to Midnight Menu Plus One. I'm Ray Kanata. And I'm Margot Moss. Midnight Menu Plus One is part of the family of shows on the podcast network. It's NewOrleans.com. Tonight, our show is at Grill by the Hill, which is a non-existent restaurant next to Monkey Hill Bar, the Magazine Street um, establishment in uptown New Orleans. Grill by the Hill closed down a while back, but on Monday nights, we bring it back to life. This space is an awesome kitsch recreation of a... French Quarter Courtyard, complete with a ceiling of twinkling stars. And once a week, Margo and I meet here under the stars, the fake stars, to invite a friend, a member of New Orleans restaurant community to join us. And we invite them to bring along a buddy, a plus one. We never know who that plus one's going to be. Uh, sometimes it's a friend, a neighbor, a family member, or a fellow restaurant business colleague. We'll find out tonight in just a moment. We're very excited about our special guest. Um, now, before our special guest uh, begins, we ought to let folks know about our drink specials uh, from our host, Monkey Hill Bar. They offer our listeners a happy hour Monday to Friday, 3 p.m. to 8 p.m. They have $3.50 well drinks, a dollar off beer, dollar off wine by the glass, and a dollar off signature cocktails. Tell them Ray and Margo sent you. Tonight's show is sponsored by Pearl Wine Company in the American Can Building in Mid-City, and also Petite Pet Care, Dog Walking and Pet Sitting, Loving Care When You're Not There. More information can be found at PetitePetCare.com, P-E-T-I-T-P-E-T-C-A-R-E.com, or at 504-300-9-PET. I like the coupling of those two, wine and pets. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty cool. Um, well, Margo, what did you do this week food-wise? I bet you had some uh, adventures. I was out of town, so mine was pretty lame, but I bet you, you had some good food. Well, I went out of my comfort zone this uh, weekend. And your comfort zone's pretty wide. It is pretty wide. So what does that mean? Is that like like insects? Well, like what did you, what'd you mm, eat? No, I have tried bugs at the aquarium and oh, cookies. The, in, but the insectarium? Yeah, so I guess yeah. I shouldn't say outside because it's not worse than that. But yeah. um, I ate Ethiopian food. Oh, I love Ethiopian food. Where'd you go? Well, it's this little place called Ethiopia on uh, <laughs> on Magazine. I don't know oh. the exact address, but it's up... The one, uh, the one that's right past Jackson? It's walking distance to that bar, Bulani. Oh, so, oh, yeah, yeah, that's the original one. Right, right, right. It used, yes. to, it used to be called Abyssinia, I think. Okay, well, it is new owners, and it was fantastic. Oh, cool. The last time I ate Ethiopian food was... Um, probably 15 years ago and I vomited so I was really scared to try it wow. and this was unbelievably delicious cool I had no adverse reactions and I would even crave it and nice. go back soon well that's good to know yeah yeah I, I started going to Nile after a while I stopped going to Abyssinia Nile's the one by Jackson the one that had a fire and they, they rebuilt yeah recently. I haven't been there yet but I'm glad to hear the other one's even better than it was before because I kind of liked it before. I just like Nile a little better. Now it sounds like that one's great, too. Yeah, it was delicious. Oh, that's exciting. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. Margo, looks like we're ready for our special guest. Yes. I'm very excited because we get a lot of entrepreneurs in the show, as you know, and um, doing all kinds of good things, successful ventures. But this is kind of unique in a way. I was thinking about this. I thought this is a person who started of all the things to start in New Orleans, another jambalaya mix. That takes guts, right? Because we have like a thousand different companies that are established that make jambalaya mix. And to do that, to jump in the middle of that in New Orleans, I mean, I can see starting jambalaya mix in San Francisco or in you know, or New Jersey or something. But to do that in New Orleans and then do it successfully, and it's been going for a few years, that's, that takes, I mean, that's amazing, right? That takes guts. Absolutely. And so I want to learn what kind of person can do such a thing as that. So this is, that's why we have her on the show today. This is exciting. We have Kristen Pro of Cook Me Something, Mister. Welcome. Hello, Glad guys. you're here. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. So my question for you is that most people around the country learn about cooking from their mothers mm-hmm. or grandmothers typically. But in Louisiana, we, we uh, have a strong history and do things a little differently. We how, do. Will you share with us how you learned your family's recipe and uh, experiences? Sure. Well, very typical New Orleans of me. I did not actually learn my first dish in the kitchen. I learned it in the backyard and at the <laughs> parking lot with my dad in a big old cast iron kettle. <laughs> and, and how old were you when that? I really 
since I can remember cooking with my dad, I mean, he's always, I grew up, um, there's a picture of me, 1985, I was two years old, sitting <laughs> on the side of my dad's grill with the cast iron pot next to it with my brother sitting in the middle of the grill. And that was our family photo. We grew up <laughs> around outdoor cooking. And so honestly, I like to say, you know, since I was tall enough to stand next to the pot, is <laughs> when I've been, when I started stirring the pot. So that's when I first started to learn. And it's, um, and, it, and it's been kind of neat with the name, with the last name like Pro, I mean, very, very typical, P-R-E-A-U is how we spell it. My, my right. brother and I um, played a lot of sports growing up, playground ball, grew up out in New Orleans East, I was a Kenilworth chief. But uh, I grew up always going out to the playground with my dad and cooking a big pot of jambalaya to serve to my brother's, you know, teammates and the, all the fans and stuff out at the game. So I grew up from playground to you know, NFL today, cooking at tailgates. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> and it, did he, cre I mean, was it his own special recipe? Or yes, yes. It's his, own, it's his own recipe that he even perfected. Um, do you guys know Joe Kahn? He's the self-proclaimed commissioner of tailgating. <laughs> and he was one of the original founders of the New Orleans School of Cooking. And oh. my, my dad and Joe used to cook all the time. And my dad actually would work with Joe at the School of Cooking to teach this recipe, to teach his recipe to mm. New Orleans tourists coming in town who wanted to learn these Yeah, recipes. I mean, that's been around since, what, like 1980 or something, right? Like late or 70s or so, that New Orleans School of Cooking. Before I was born. <laughs> <laughs> Seven, yeah. Uh. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that's, it's just one of those. My dad, his, his trade is outdoor cooking equipment. He, we never... You know, I, I don't have any chefs in my family. We're not, I'm not professionally tra trained in culinary, but he always sold the cooking equipment, even um, uh, outdoor cooking equipment, like a double burner that you see a lot of um, festival foodies use for, um, for outdoor cooking. And it's even in Chef Paul Prudhomme's cookbook, the outdoor cooker that he used for black and red fish. My dad manufactured that cooker for him. And he huh. used that for that. So my dad would There's always- like a picture of it in there? Yeah. <laughs> now, did he um, work? He came up with the design of it, an unusual mm -hmm. cooker. Yeah, tell us a little bit about that, and what's the name of your dad's company? My dad's company. He started in late in the late seventies. It's called Adgas Outdoor Cooking Products, and he designed the actual side cooker that goes to the barbecue and it's this double burner cooker on a stand that you can hook up either to propane or natural gas and um, I remember like Frank Davis used to do cooking shows at my dad's shop in Gentilly and and Joe would come is that out the there. guy who is like uh, cayenne pepper that that guy who has the is that Frank Davis Frank, he, he's the, Frank like Davis the famous is, Cajun. He's the, the guy uh, who died last year. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nat naturally Nolens. Yeah, 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 Frank yeah. Davis. Yeah, yeah. So my dad, he just he grew up doing gas fittings um, and doing plum. He worked with the plumber when people wanted to get a natural gas barbecue at their backyard. My dad was the guy to put it in, and he just saw an opportunity to say, "Man, barbecue as a backyard cookout." So is this growing industry, and he wanted to expand his product line and came up with these outdoor cookers. So your dad didn't have a day job, right? He was doing this full-time by then? He was or? doing it full-time, yeah. Wow. Put me and my brother through Catholic high school, so <laughs> <laughs> he did pretty well with it at first, yeah. Wow. Uh, and, but that, but he, would cook, he would cook the jambalaya in the cast iron pots. That was one of his product line extensions to promote his pots. Uh -oh. So that was always his way of, of bringing it back to, to his cookware. So when how... Did it turn from tailgating and, you know, a family tradition to a business I, for you? For me, the big aha moment was, it's my Katrina story. I was fresh out of college, just accepted a job with UNO Athletics, and I accepted the job the Friday before Katrina. I'm evacuated in Louisville, Kentucky with my whole family, and my dad and I, try to come up with something to do and I was given the opportunity to say hey if you can raise money for UNO for the students and everyone that's evacuated you can keep your job because we have no source of income and we <laughs> come up with a tailgating fundraiser and I travel across the country with everything that I owned fitting in the back of my Honda Civic including the cast iron pot <laughs> <laughs> and we went to 11 different universities we went to Auburn Tennessee Louisville Ole Miss, went to Lafayette, traveled all over and cooked my dad's jambalaya and, and did that in return for donations to UNO. 
But what was the aha moment for me is people would come back not only just to support New Orleans, but they come back and tell me, this is the best jambalaya I've ever tasted. How do you make this? And it was, you know, me always wanting to be an ambassador for New Orleans. I saw that opportunity that people outside of New Orleans love this. How do I put this together and bring, how do I make my job tailgating? I'm not right. going to lie. That's, I was a little bit selfish at, at 21 years old that I wanted to tailgate for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you, like when I, when I travel, people want to take me to Louisiana restaurants. Every town has one, usually any decent sized town. And a lot of times I'm not that impressed because they're not used, you know, they don't have real refined taste in it. And, you know, because it's a different genre, they don't know what they're having. And they, you know, you can, you can, you can get by with a mediocre uh, Louisiana cuisine in other places, is what I'm trying to say. It's a little different in New Orleans, right? Where people are having this stuff all the time. And for you to jump into like the jambalaya mixed market when it's already kind of flooded, I mean, you go to Rouse's and it's gotta be 20 different kinds of mm -hmm. locally made jambalaya mix or whatever by all these brands that are well known and been around a long time. Right. So to jump in the middle of that and then, and then be able to make a go of it I mean, now you guys are in what, like 600 restaurants? Or, I mean, 600 grocery stores or something like that. I forget we're what I read. But we're across six states. Wow. Um, we're, in, we're in Sam's Clubs. We're in right. um, Rouse's, Bromart, Dornax, Langenstein, Zapardo's. I can't forget one. Ooh, wait, we uh, just got a sample, Margo. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. You Chris, guys, you guys can keep talking. Some, I'm eating. Yeah. yeah, you guys can enjoy it while I remember the list. I mean, I, actually, my first customer was Bromart. Um, mm. But since then, I'm in all the all the local stores. Um, and you can even no, get that's this. That's delicious. Thank you. You know what I like about it? I like that it's not. It's kind of mild. It's not like overwhelming. A lot of jambalaya sauces try to outdo each other by how yeah. you know. If you want to add heat, you can do it after. You, that's what I always but do. This I always has add flavor. The heat to it. it has. Then, it, th yeah. Then you can taste the flavor besides just the heat. You know. Now, what sets you apart in your product? Do you feel from the others? I mean, besides exact, being delicious, how, right. how it's made or? It's how it's made. And, and, and the first thing I was going to tell you, too, when the, the first sale that I made, the first thing they asked me is, why do we need another jambalaya? And I had to answer that question. I fell into this. I didn't, you know, since that, that tour, I didn't say, let me go back and get into Your the answer jambalaya. was, I needed a job. That's yeah. why you didn't. <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, I, I really kind of fell into it. But what I've found, based on our customer feedback, after they try it, after they taste it, with the, the big difference, and I even kind of, I know this is a, a radio show, but I'll talk you through it. I brought something to show. This is what's inside the bag. And what I'm showing them is the rice that is fully seasoned and blended. And that's something that comes from our manufacturer. We work with uh, Chef Paul Prudhomme now with his Magic Seasoning Blends uh -huh. company. and That's good stuff. And if you were to put this, you know, put this rice, our rice mix on a white linen table right next to any other brand jambalaya mix, you'd see the difference. Any other brand, you see the rice with a big old clump of seasoning, that you gotta cook the whole thing at one time. This one, it's well blended, it's seasoned, it, the seasoning's infused into the rice. So you can really use this for any rice dish. You know, we can, it's Monday, we can throw some red beans on top of that and have red beans and rice and not have to flavor up your beans. You can do this in a stuffed bell pepper. You can, I made little fried, fried rice balls with it. It's a very versatile rice because uh. of how we blend it. So, and no MSG, and it's, it's really, it's truly made from my dad's recipe. Oh. So that's that authenticity that I bring to the rest of the world when I travel with it, too. Well, this is very timely, because you may, you may save me, because uh, I, I made a big mistake uh, a couple days ago. Um, we had, a, I noticed a little gap in our cabinet in our kitchen, and I like, <laughs> to buy th I like to buy things when I'm out and walking around. And so I went to Langenstein's, one of my favorite grocery stores, and I bought 10 boxes of uh, another brand of a uh, local brand of rice that I'm not going to name because I hate to put anybody down, but I bought 10 boxes of it and we made our first box last night and it was absolutely disgusting. So it was, it was horrible, horrible. <laughs> and so I need to, I need to refill that space with something better. And so maybe I can go, I can, I can go out and grab about 10 boxes of this tomorrow. Now that I know it's good. And that'll, uh, and my wife won't be it, too mad at me. It's not in a box, it's in a bag. Yeah. But it, it's different. It really is different. And that's what people love about it. They love the flavor and the versatility of it. And then they get to know the story that it's a true New Orleans family yeah. that's putting this together. And it's made locally by an yes. incredible, you know. By the best blending facility of seasonings in in the state of Louisiana. Awesome. By Chef Paul Prudhomme's team. You can't ask for anything better in yeah. there. Now, you got hooked up with him through your dad's, uh, through his use of your dad's uh, right. equipment. That's how it happened. Yeah, when, when cool. my dad made that, that cooker for him years ago, they, they kept the relationship going. And, 
we're the first and only rice product in Chef Paul's in his Magic Seasoning Blends facility now. Oh, so cool. they, and we we've got a great relationship with them, and I'm very grateful because Chef Chef really has invested in so many culinary professionals in the city. You know, I know Frank Brightson really got his start from Chef and, and yeah. so many others that he's just taught through the years and put into the market. And mm. now here he is giving a young entrepreneur an opportunity to build a business. Oh, that's great. Well, you're, you're pl I think it's time for your plus one. Why don't you introduce <laughs> him to us? This is, the, this is the guy that I have looked up to my entire life, even my nickname. Before it was Jambalaya Girl, used to be Kevin Pro's little sister. <laughs> 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 and I'm very grateful that just this past year, my brother, Kevin Pro, has joined me, and we have now have two full-time employees in our company. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Kevin. Yum, yum. Come get you some. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know a, a little bit about um, what you did before <laughs> and and how you decided to come and uh, join the f with your sister. And uh, what what um, we've always kind of been a, a uh, family business and um, we've always wanted to do something, something different. And uh when I was playing ball in college and that that career was uh, finished, we tried to come up with all kind of different things. We were trying pots. We were trying cookers. We were trying barbecue pits. Me and my dad were just working uh, together at the time. <coughs> and, um, so we tried to recruit Kristen with, like, a good product. It's, I mean, she was the one who, like, who can, could, could uh, get the uh, things. Me and my dad are not. We're not sit down there and put it on paper and do stuff like that she can do that so we had to come up with a uh, good product to get her in so <laughs> i mean we tried from cookers to to grills and uh finally we were cooking cooking one day for uh, uh for holy cross and um chef george rhodes who's um uh chef used to work uh, with al copeland and stuff like that and um he was cooking our uh, jambalaya mix one time he was like he said, Paul, why don't you come up with your own recipe? And uh, some of dad's like, say what? Like my own <laughs> recipe. So, yeah, we, we can we make this cookers. into your own recipe. <laughs> right, right. We got cookers. We got pots. We can sell all, all, all kind of stuff like this. So, um, so yeah. So, from that point on, he uh, brought us to Chef Paul Perdome because, I mean, Chef George is close with Chef Paul Perdome. So, he brought us to him. And we finally hit on a product that we could recruit Kristen in. So <laughs> come help us out. <laughs> <laughs> so finally, she came along. Yeah. So, but she, she's she been doing the most of the work. She, um, uh, me and my dad, we're still trying to do the uh, pots and the cookers still. So yeah. we, uh, we kind of let Kristen run with the with the whole Cook Me Something Mr. deal. And, uh, yeah, now, who came up with the name Cook Me Something Mr.? Who is that? And, and explain that to our listeners because we have a lot of people from around the country and they probably don't know what that phrase refers to. Well, since we've been doing, my dad came up with Cook Me Something, Mr. First of all, uh -huh. back in mid-90s, I'd say. Wow. For the cast iron cookware and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Just crazy stuff. And um, we've cooked our jambalaya mix all over now. And people say, Cook Me Something, Mr. Cook Me Something, Mr. What is that? But they kind of get a hint. Uh, 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 for example, we were cooking in uh, Pensacola or a place like that where they don't really experience the whole and they were like, "Cook me something." That's a catchy name, you know. But uh, but cook me something, Mister, comes from uh, from when you um, in a in a parade for Mardi Gras, and you ask them to uh, throw you beads. So you say, like, "Throw me something, Mister." So we say, "Cook me something, Mister," as opposed yeah. to "Throw me something, Mister." Yeah. Well, it's right. brilliant because yeah. food is as I mean, it is just so much our culture. As it's much as Mardi Gras and every, you know, yeah, it's it's, it's such a strong. I, I think it's a fantastic, Thank uh, you. memorable. Um, and and another question about y'all's marketing mm -hmm. is, uh, I see you're wearing um, yellow forks on your ears. They're very fancy. They're very. Well, very what, no, we should <laughs> clarify. Kevin's not wearing the yellow. Forks <laughs> on his ears. Thank <laughs> you, Just Kristen. Anyway, thank you. <laughs> Did you uh, come up with that? Or did you buy those? I made them. You made them. Yes. So it was, you just, y'all live we jambalaya. Li oh, yeah. I, I've had the jambalaya girl nickname since I was young and cooking in all of my brother's games with my dad. But I actually, prior to launching the Cook Me Something Mr. Business, I was working to build this. 
my first bat at being an entrepreneur, I put together the black and gold super fans calendar. Are you familiar oh, with that? Yeah. We, we did that the year the Saints won the Super Bowl. Ah. I, 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 with the help of Super Saint and Dirty Coast, we put together a Hoodat fraternity from the Pope and Whistle Monster and, you know, cool. the Optimus Saint and all that. Dirty Coast well, right here in the neighborhood yeah. a few blocks away. Yeah. Cool. Well, pulling, pulling that calendar together, that was the year we won the Super Bowl. Well, the super fans were asked to lead the Buddy D dress parade nice. throughout the French Quarter. Explain and to our listeners what that is. So Buddy D uh, was a commentator for WWL Radio, very passionate radio commentator who had this very strong accent in Lisp, but everyone loved listening <laughs> to him. Not only call this call the sports calls, but also try and say WWL. <laughs> <laughs> but he always said, Buddy D was a, a bigger man, and he always said, when the Saints go to the Super Bowl, somebody's going to have to make me a dress the size of a tent so I can go and parade down the French Quarter in a dress. And so the, the community came together and put Held together. Held him to it? Uh, <laughs> well, no, he had since passed. Yeah. Oh. He had yeah, passed. he didn't live to see it. Mm-hmm. He, didn't get to, he didn't live so to see it. So they had to parade anyway without him. So they right. had the parade in his honor, and yeah. just about every man in the city showed up in a dress and wig and looked fabulous. It's when the six ten. I think it's when the six ten stompers made their launch. It was just oh. this, they, they led the parade with the super fans and beautiful day. Well, Whistle Monster called me out and Super Saint, and they said Jambalaya Girl. Because at this point, I had a T-shirt that said Jambalaya Girl as I was cooking for everybody, and they said you're gonna have to step it up. You're a super fan too. So that day, I came up with a mini cast iron pot on my head <laughs> and went to Party City and got these lovely you know, yellow and gold fork e- plastic forks and stuck a hole in them and made them my uh, signature fork earrings. Luckily, the fork earrings stuck around, not the cast iron pot. <laughs> 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 and and, and even, even now, there is a caricature of the jambalaya no. girl in my package, and that even came as a... Um, kind of fell into that too i was doing another promotional event for my alma mater southern miss and a cartoon artist was there did a sketch of me and i told him i said can i use i mean i was it was a hot august day i had a hat on because i was sweating <laughs> like literally that caricature came from a cookout and i told him i wanted to make that my new logo oh, nice. and she's now the uh becoming the wendy's girl for louisiana oh yeah <laughs> cool but fun, um, fun story too. On the you asked him about the cook me something, Mister Name, and its significance. There is a, a there is a disconnect once you really get past Louisiana with right. that. But this lady in Atlanta, when I cooked there one time, she had the best definition of it. She said, "I get it." She picks up the bag, hands it to her husband, and says, "Cook me something, Mister." <laughs> <laughs> I said, "That works too." <laughs> Look, I'm. Um, I'm on my third cup, Woo-hoo! but I just realized this one is diff- a little different. This has red beans in it. Yes. And it's, it's gives it a nice, it still has the complex flavor, but it makes it a little creamier. and a, mm-hmm. It's a whole mm-hmm. different meal, mm-hmm. and it just has the red beans, right? That's added all we added. It. And that, you know, growing up with my mom, my mom always taught me how to make the red beans, but we, we put so much seasoning into the beans that with with our rice, all I did was warm up the beans, throw some sausage in it with our seasoned mm. rice, so you get the flavor and the seasoning from the rice, and you just kind of warm up the beans. Uh, in honor of a little jambalaya red Monday. beans Monday dish. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Now let me ask you a business question. I know even less about business than I do about food, so uh, <laughs> so clear. I may be completely off on this, but you mentioned you're in Sam's Club, mm-hmm. and. Um, when I think I've only been to Sam's Club a couple times, but when I think of Sam's Club, I think of like they have a lot of bulk stuff and it tends to be things that are like affordable. So it's more discounted. And I know they also I've read that they also sort of pressure their uh, suppliers to kind of give them the smallest possible profit margins because everybody wants to be in Sam's Club. So there's a lot of competition and all that. Mm-hmm. I would think all those things would pressure you to uh, keep your costs down and it'd be harder to maintain the quality that you want. Like, how do you maintain the quality of of your product and still make it available in something like Sam's Club that's really kind of pressuring you to be uh, discounted and so forth, you know? How's that, how's that right, work? Right, And that, that was even before I, before I approached Sam's Club was a lot of the questions and concerns that I had as well. But I'll tell you, I had a very unique experience with them. I, I, I did not, um, I didn't go in initially to, to be, you know, s- distributed nationwide. They, they offered a program they call it showcase events. In essence, they gave me a spot in Sam's Club that I can go in, sample, promote my product, sell it 
for a weekend at a time. And uh. after the weekend's over, I'd take all my product with me and I'd leave. And it was a fabulous introduction. And I'll be honest, the, the, the path that I followed, a little bit of skill, a little bit of luck, I didn't have to sacrifice anything about my product. Oh, huh. that's so great. And I, I was doing a tasting there and this, this woman comes up and tries a sample, comes back, tells me how much she loves it, introduces herself as a CEO of Sam's Club, who was wow. there for one of the grand openings, who called my buyer to tell him <laughs> to give me a shot. And I'm not nationwide, but I'm in a select you know, about 10, 10 Sam's Clubs across the Southeast area, even in Kentucky and in Indiana, randomly. Wow. Um, but they've been a, they've actually been, been a wonderful partner to work with. And they, they look, they look to me as a local uh, woman owned business vendor and, and definitely helped me through their system. And I really haven't gotten any pressure. And I've been very fortunate with all of my stores from the grocery stores to Sam's Club, even some food service distributors that, you know, you if you support your product and you push it, I didn't just sell it to Sam's or any other store and then, you know, kind of set it and forget it. We're in there. My brother is too. He's he's actually been in Sam's Clubs and Rouse's and Romart's more than I have lately. And we're in there promoting it every single weekend of the year for the past couple of years. Huh. So they know that we're behind. And what does product. that mean to promote it every weekend? Like, what are you, what are you doing? We're cooking it. We're cooking it. Okay. Yeah, like giving out the little samples. Right, all right. right. So, <laughs> make, so making sure the customers want it, want it, and then they'll, you know, then right. then they'll then they'll stay on the shelf. They won't right. be. Yeah. Okay. Right. Gotcha. Right. And that's the best way. I mean, word of mouth and giving out tastings of a food product is the number one way. And we call it a demo, but it's when you set up that booth and cook and sample it in the store. All right, I have a question. Yeah. So if y'all are cooking the jambalaya on the weekends and work running this business, and how do you have time to do anything else? And do you eat? What do you eat on your little bit of free time? Because I would not imagine, like, if if I went into your refrigerators today, <laughs> would you have uh, what? Nothing. What's you got to be nothing. so sick of jambalaya, right? <laughs> I literally have nothing in Aww. my fridge. No, no. <laughs> Because <clears throat> we eat not a lot. When I, uh, when I cook at Sam's, I, I mean, if you'd have told me this two years, I would have said you're crazy. But I fell in love with, uh, with the little hot dogs that they got. <laughs> 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 I eat those things like it's my job. Yeah, so. you know why? Because they put an addictive chemical in there. That's what they I'm do. That's sure. how they get everybody to eat them. Because sure. they're horrible. So oh, there's yeah, no other yeah. explanation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but um, and that and. Uh, trying out different recipes for the for the uh, jambalaya like during the week, so uh -huh. yeah, but pretty much eat the uh, same thing over and over. Yeah, <laughs> but, I mean we're we're busy with that Thursday through a Sunday, so we have a lot of downtime. You know, the early part of the week, almost oh. even just like a restaurant that you're you're busy when people are out so there you shopping have no and life, eating. Just like in a restaurant. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wait, no, no, wait. No, here's, the, here's the other lovely part. In two weeks, I'm getting married, and I'm going on a honeymoon for a week, and. Another reason why I hired Kevin on. Somebody needs to run the show. All right. Well, <laughs> the business wall was nice while it lasted. That's <laughs> wow, that's oh, exciting. Congratulations. Thank you. Did Thank you meet you. this person while you were uh, – Was we, we, did you feed him jambalaya? Is that of how you course. met him? You <laughs> really? met him at yeah. – Really? Was it a tailgate what, or at what a – What city? In New Orleans. All right. I was cooking for my, – my friend hosted a party for the Saints Super Bowl game. And I cooked a four-gallon pot of jambalaya, and he had his eye on me as soon as he smelled the jambalaya. <laughs> and we've been we, we've been together. That's when we first met was during that game. And he's from Tennessee, and I'm that that good old New Orleans girl that meets a guy from out of town and keeps him here. <laughs> good. All right. All right. Well, uh, since you look up to your big brother, did you uh, did he have an opinion right uh, about? Does he, do you like uh, Oh yeah. yeah. He's, he's great. Yeah. <laughs> he's, I mean, he's got a job and everything. <laughs> 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 no, I mean he's been great. So Is he uh, in I the food approve. business? No, he's um, he actually works with Barry. Yeah. Right. Construction. Well, he's a construction engineer. Oh. Yeah. Um, but no, he it he uh, I found the way to his heart with my food for sure. Oh. Uh, but no, he's it's been wonderful. Like one of our first dates he actually cooked cooked a big old pot of jambalaya and he really enjoys that actually that's our date nights out now I, we do a lot we really do a lot of local charity events we do you know all, all the local high schools we um we took part in some big big fundraisers every year and that's our date night 
he'll I'll say, Mason, come with me. You know, we've got this great event. It's going to be so much fun. All this food and drink. Just help me work the booth for a minute. And then we'll <laughs> he's my runner oh, to go. Oh, that's love. I know. He, he, he loves it. He loves it. <laughs> I tell you what, to put up with, uh, uh, with all we've uh, put him through has been great. So, yeah. so what would you be doing if you weren't, um, if you weren't doing this? Sounds like it's all kind of intertwined for you guys. Your whole life have been the same thing, though. It's been mostly sports and mm-hmm. and a um, little bit of marketing. You had a marketing background in sports, though, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and then uh, the cooking. So it sounds like that's pretty much everything. So if it wasn't this, it would be one of those other things, you think? Or I'd have to say for me, no, probably not. If it's, I mean, sports and sports and my dad's uh, company's ideas, I've, I've, I've just always kind of stuck with them. Yeah. I mean, because he's had great ideas, we just never been able to uh, fully put them together. Uh-huh. And um, but but I still play sports, the uh, softball, uh, beer leagues out there, and uh-huh. just <laughs> keep my. Keep now it's just the two of you. There's not another another uh, wayward sibling us. that uh, hates jambalaya and <laughs> no, no. hates sports. Isn't and that funny? Yeah. Um, no, for me, I'd be doing something to promote New Orleans. I mean, if you look at my resume in college, it was to represent a company that promotes the culture of New Orleans and it was kind of really was in my wildest dreams that it would be my own company to an own brand with my family to build that and we're a little bit of a character as a background I mean that that truck my dad used to drive us around in <laughs> with his barbecue and cooker business literally had a barbecue pit a boiling pot and a grill on top <laughs> of the main. what became of the truck <laughs> man me and my dad uh, when it comes to cars we um we played jazz with my senior year in uh, football and uh, beat them, which I mean we were not good at all. We were terrible. But, but you uh, played who? Played Jesuit. Oh, Jesuit. He's here. a okay. we're, we're Holy Cross. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Holy Cross, and we were not good at all. But the, the uh, but f- uh, for the one game we wanted to beat was Jesuit. So my dad kept on putting that in, putting it, just beat Jesuit, just beat Jesuit. So so we beat him my senior year, and then we beat him 2017. So we got back to the uh, school after that. And, and for some reason, I had a bunch of spray paint cans inside my car. And we uh, we got back to the school, and everybody's cheering crazy. So we spray painted my whole car. 2017, it was a 1979 Ford Granada. <laughs> <laughs> Yellow, and, and it was like the Holy Cross car mascot. <laughs> nice. so, uh, so my dad, I mean, to go back to what we were saying, he had a, a uh, van for yeah. his company and put the pots and the grills yeah, yeah. and stuff yeah. on top. So we were just crazy uh, when it came to uh, yeah. stuff like that. So where is it now, the van? We wanted to put um, the uh, van. Oh, it's been done for years. It's in, he's in been van trying, graveyard. He's been trying to talk me into putting a jambalaya pot on my car. That hasn't happened yet. You put a jambalaya <laughs> pot on your head. Why can't you put it on a car? Come on. I, yeah. I'm surprised you don't live in like a giant jump, like your house is shaped like a jambalaya <laughs> yeah. pot, you know? Yeah. Yeah, your front door is like a fork or something, right? Uh-huh. I got uh. a lot of forks, yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, I think it's time for the, um, isn't it for the book of questions? Yes. Oh, fine. Yes. I'm ready. Okay. Kristen, what is your favorite number between 1 and 217? 19. 19. Was that your number playing sports? No? No, it was my brother's. <laughs> so corny. So now he's not going to be able to ask uh. that. All right. So if it's a terrible f- question, you you have to answer for. Okay. You have the chance to meet someone with whom you can have the most satisfying love imaginable, the stuff of dreams. Sat oh boy. <laughs> Sadly, you know that in 6 months he hates the person will die. <laughs> he said he hates no, knowing the pain <laughs> that would follow, would you still want to meet that person and fall in love? <laughs> this is, I don't like this question. Two Can we throw a dead puppy in there too? Okay. No. Oh. <laughs> so absolutely, you would fall. You would have the most absolutely. romantic. I would do it. I would do, do, do it how long, over and over again. How long are you gonna have romance? I'm not gonna wood over and over again. Don't be <laughs> This book is total crap. Wait, wait. There how long? Nothing. How long do they have? Six months. And what oh, if you, you knew come back on your the show lover would not months. die? But in, okay, this. What if you knew your lover would not die, but instead would betray you? Oh, How depressing. I think that's even worse. Let's burn this book <laughs> after yeah. this show. Betray you by buying Zatarans instead. <laughs> no! <laughs> yeah. Now let's nice, have some nice. fun with that. <laughs> <laughs> the secret, yes, the secret ingredient to, to Zatarans. Yes, sell your secrets to Zatarans and they copy you. 
I don't, right, I, gosh, yeah, right, no, I gotta, I gotta have some fun with that one. I can't take it literally. <laughs> but I mean, you I, would chop them up and put them in the jambalaya mix. Ah, oh. that's mm, not funny. Mm, Sorry. Mm, mm, mm. All right. I thought she would taste good though. <laughs> <laughs> that could be your secret ingredient, New Orleans. Uh, New Orleanians. Yes, New Orleanians. <laughs> The sausage. Jambalaya is people. It's people. Well, when no, all 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 kidding aside, um, have all the confidence in the world with where I'm going with love, and I'm very grateful for everything. You know what? I'm even grateful for that company called Zatarans. <laughs> there you go. Way to be positive. Yeah. All right. You you have to ask him a, All a right. question. If I can you, read. We, we can't are going. make are her numbers? miserable and not you. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, that's good. What's your number? Uh, since she said 19, I'd have to say 10. 10, okay. What's 10? 10 was when I was a uh, freshman and sophomore playing football. That was my number. Oh. But then I uh, somebody stole my jersey, so I had to switch to 19. <laughs> <laughs> How can you steal somebody's jersey? That's then what you I'm wear saying. it around. It's like you, then you can't wear it in town. You'd have to, you'd have to be somebody out of state. Well, we were kind of going through a transitional uh, uh, phase at the time, and and we just had some a uh, a, a few hand me down jerseys back then. So it was just it just it just got up and walked away. I, I don't I don't know what oh. happened. So. Oh. Oh. All right. <laughs> My friend got his Elvi scooter stolen the other day, you know, rolling Elvi, and it's like, who can ride it? It's a little kid's thing anyway, plus it's all decked out like you'd recognize it right away. It's stupid. Who would do that? Okay. Um, the question for number 10 is, which sex do you think has it easier in our culture? Have you ever wished you were of the opposite sex? Yeah, people look at Kevin all the time and go, he's kind of girly. <laughs> um, I don't know how to answer that. I'd, I'd probably have to say women. Have it easier? No. Uh -huh. Have it tougher. Okay. Oh, oh it, it's, it's easier. I'm, I'm, all right. Uh, it doesn't matter. Whatever. Well, you... I'd have to say men. I, I guess uh, we got to hear more of the BS, but, uh, <laughs> but I, think <laughs> might, I think we might have it easier though. All right. Mom, uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's. And right. that's what we make a great pair. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Now, do you have somebody that uh, makes you listen to them? Are you projecting <laughs> a little bit? Are well, you I'm single? We'll go back to what to what you said. I have no life right now. Aww. I mean, you don't have to feel bad. I just <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, it pays well, off. We are living the lives of entrepreneurs right now, right. fully, fully through. Yeah. Now, let, uh, just getting back to sports. Do you do y'all feel? First of all, did your father just was he athletic or was he just bringing y'all out tailgating? He was. A, uh, he, he was, was an athlete. He, he was an athlete. He played basketball and uh, ran track, but um, he was uh, he was always had speed, and um, playing basketball he was just kind of the brute, just yeah. like throwing elbows or whatever, you know. So, but um, but I mean, he always had track speed and uh, taught me a lot about speed and everything. But so, yeah. do you think um, that mentality of growing, uh, doing sports, and be being a part of sports athletically and, and teams and stuff um, informed your uh, decisions in business and and uh oh absolutely absolutely well Kristen she she was great she'd always support me in that, uh, with everything I mean the only thing you did was that she had to get away from being Kevin Pro's little sister so she went to uh, Southern Miss and but I mean she still ran track and everything but mm -hmm. he he really supported us through that and taking what we learned from that has truly helped us out it's translated well into um your business right. life and mm -hmm. profession so uh do y'all have any other um products or uh ideas on the horizon or are you gonna sure. are you sticking with uh for now we're sticking with the the one main food product being the seasoned jambalaya rice and and that's what i'm, I'm starting to market more of is the versatility of it and, and to showcase that and to really grow, you know, there's, there's so much growth and potential with what we have right now that absolutely we'll expand the line, the product line as we grow. But right now we do kind of like that one love thing. We do one thing well and, yeah. and can, can grow that to start it. But when we're going from um, coming up this year, 
we're expanding into Texas with HEB. We're going to be in there later this year. What's HEB? Sorry. HEB is a uh, grocery store chain in oh, across I've heard of that. Texas. Yeah, I know that one. I mean, yeah, they're, yeah. I think they're, they're in Austin, <laughs> I know, yeah. Oh, yeah. Austin, Houston, yeah. Um, all, all across the, the southeast part of, of Texas. So they have a phenomenal grocery store, and they love – they actually have a, a, a section in the grocery store – for Cajun products, a whole aisle oh. dedicated to it. So we'll fit right in. And it helps us to get outside of Louisiana where there is a hundred different options on the shelf, right. but we're doing everything we can to differentiate ourselves. And it's really been successful in doing that. But as well, um, exporting our product, we're looking, I've, I've found some opportunities overseas in Australia and Canada to sell our product. And then um, through some food service, we food service institutions, there's even a few, a few of the, the best chefs in New Orleans that will use our jambalaya rice to prepare if they need something quick for a catering event or a, a festival. Huh. They like the quality of this, that they would never be caught using a mix, mm -hmm. yeah. but they'll, they'll use this sometimes too. So we're, we're, we're working into that, like growing into restaurants and institutions like casinos and such. Now, where's it made? Like, do you have a factory somewhere that's making this for you? Like, how's this stuff made? You, you're not making yes. this in the kitchen, right? You're not drying no, out no. rice in your, it's, um, your house. The facility is, it's the one Chef Paul Prudhomme owns. It's oh, okay. Magic Seasoning Blends. Oh. It's out in Elmwood. Phenomenal faci facility. Huh. I mean, he he has grown from a, a, a garage shed, literally, of mixing his seasoning bottles by hand and, in you know, hand, hand screwing on every cap to the largest, one of the largest food service um, That's interesting. I, mean, I just always assume that he lent his name to somebody else who was, Ooh, who was doing yeah. all that. That's, that's his thing, huh? And he's there every day running the show still. No kidding. Oh, yeah. He's doing wonderful. Huh. So y'all no. got to work closely with him, right, right. in, in uh, the process. So you're sort of leasing from him, or does he own a piece of the business, your business, too? Or in that sense, more like a leasing. Like, okay. he, uh, he's our manufacturer. Okay. So he, he to our specifications and our recipe, he blends his team blends the product prepares it for us puts it in the bag and then we then take it there from there to distribute it and sell it in stores and food service too huh. That's really and have you grown from uh being able to distribute it yourselves do you do you have to outsource distribution because that's yes. a lot yes I mean, yeah. well the first distribution i did was in the back of my honda civic that got <laughs> me started and i put i literally walked it in through the back door of the grocery store put it on the shelf myself and sold one case and now i'm working with um we're working with over 15 large distributors who can help help us to get it huh. across the country and international too huh now so. now where do you get the rice from where's the rice coming from i would love to say that it's right here don't say china don't say china no 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 we can't though because um, they don't do it here what they would well, do a we do it. We we get it from Arkansas. I'll, huh. I'll be be very you know clear with that. But it's a part. It's regional. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's regional. I would I would love to say because we make it in New Orleans. I'd love to say everything's grown in Louisiana. It gets all put together here. Yes. But yes. the rice comes from another from comes from Arkansas. It's because of huh? the. It's very important. It's because of the parboiling of the oh. rice that there there isn't a facility in Louisiana that does right. that and process. Wow. Oh, so it's not exactly the strain of the rice that's wrong. No. It's because right. there's no place to parboil it. Exactly. Correct. Really? Is that always been the case? That's or is crazy. That From my and Some I listeners listen to this. You need to open a parboiling <laughs> place. And, you know, that's like when they have the oil I and know. they don't have the refinery there, so they got to take it somewhere else or, you know, whatever. Right. I mean, that's terrible. Or, like, right. you have the coffee beans come in, so there's places where they roast it right here in New Orleans because that's where it lands. Like, there ought to be, like... I can't believe there's not the right kind of parboiling place in. Are there no, no parboiling places or just not the right kind for what you do? Just not not the right kind right now. Um, I mean, it's kind of it, uh, not to delve into it too far. It's uh. just I, I would with the, the right opportunity and even with future products, the more products that we can get that are grown and raised right yeah. here. Yeah. I mean, it's regional. And my future mother-in-law is from, Ar from Arkansas, so she loves that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That 
is so I know interesting and know. disturbing too. And that's like still, that, and, yeah. and honestly, that's still not a disturbing about you guys, disturbing oh, about no. our state. I mean, I know. you know, that and that, that's still, it. and I'll say this: that's still a conversation that I'm looking to have with some other growers and farmers and producers that I'd like to educate myself more on. So we can provide that. How hard would it be for somebody to open up a par? Can I do this? Can, uh, how, do you, how do you get a par we, boiling we thing chat going? After this. I think we just found yeah. the new business. Yes. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> Wait, I want to know too, like, I know like you added red beans. How did, how does someone find out besides seeing y'all demonstrate in a store? Do you have a website that has recipes on it or like a book that offers Yes. Uh, ideas? We're, we do have a recipe blog. It's jambalayagirl.com. Okay, spell that for everyone. Just so. <laughs> jambalaya is J-A-M-B-A-L-A-Y-A girl.com. Uh, not to be Can confused. Girl? Girl, G-I-R-L. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> not to be confused when I when I did a, a San Fran NOLA party in San Francisco on the bill for the party that they advertised. It was the Jumbo Lia Girl. Uh. <laughs> Big difference. Jambalaya Girl. Oh. You say tomato, I say jambalaya. <laughs> so you so I can go on there and, and uh, access recipes so that I could yes. have a whole you know, have jambalaya on one night, have red beans and rice on the next. Next and night, have, you can make a you can make an egg roll out of this too. One of ah, our recipes that I have on there. Creative and yeah, even the some even some beans, yeah. They, it, it, it just uses all the seasonings from the uh, jambalaya. So all you yeah. gotta do is cook your beans and throw them on top. Yeah. So it picks up it's all very the seasonings from that. They're thing. all they're all just like that. Very easy recipes yeah. that th- even some leftover ones. If you got some leftovers the next morning, this is a great. Um, day after a night of drinking dish and scramble oh. up some scramble up some eggs Long and put it say. in a tortilla. Wrong say. That's <laughs> what uh, the Cajuns make with their leftover rice. Wrong say y'all are that? No. Huh? no, no. It's, it's eggs and, and leftover rice. and. Really? I love everything the Cajuns Carrots. say. <laughs> and I like listening to you say Cajun I don't stuff, know. too. You My got the right music Cajun. for it. I could have just made that up. But <laughs> <laughs> I believe you. Maybe we, you can do a little research and add that to your uh, recipes. Wrong say. Absolutely. So, uh, Kevin, are yes. you a yum yum guy? <laughs> yum yum guy, where'd you get that from? <laughs> no, we um we have yum we have the uh, girls yum yum girls. That's so what is yum yum girls? Yum yum girls is the girls who go and cook and and uh, do demos <laughs> for us like that. And um, it's when we do when we did the uh, Saints tailgate, we will have yum yum girls come out there and cook and serve up, cook me something, Mister Jamalaya, and. They're just some of the prettiest girls in the city representing our city, and that's what we call them, Yum Yum Girls. Ah. (laughs) Uh, Whose idea was that? That sounds great. It it was mine originally. Well, we have a fun saying. Whenever our dish is done and ready to serve, you got to say, Yum Yum, come get you some. (laughs) And it's... It's silly. But the, the, the Yum Yum Girls stem from when I started going to a lot of these parties where we got invited to cook, all my friends, all my girlfriends wanted to come and join me at it. And I'm like, listen, you know, if you help me out. If you wear this bikini. Yeah, right? No, 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 no. Let me not confuse the yum, yum girl part. We are classy girls with fancy fork earrings. <laughs> but they, they are, that's my cooking team. And uh, we, we actually, in our first year in business, we got picked to go on one of Guy Fieri's uh, Tailgate Warrior show. And he was dying looking at me and my cooking team with the Yum Yum Girls and the Jambalaya Girl. And uh, he even said, he's like, man, I just, I got culinary gangsters. I need some Yum Yum Girls. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's uh, good, good food and, and good, good friends surrounding cooking next to the pot. All right. All right. Um, well, unfortunately, y'all, the fake stars are starting to twinkle in our, <laughs> in our fake courtyard here. Yeah. <laughs> 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 So we wanted to thank you all for joining us tonight on Midnight Menu Plus One. And uh, we know your time, obviously, is precious. So we really appreciate you coming in tonight. And uh, can you just tell us a little bit more uh, about uh, where people can buy the product? and uh, if Web you wanna address again. Yeah, web address. Like and if you want to um, plug any events you're coming up. Sure. Um, as far as the store locations, you can actually go to our website, 
Um, go to jambalayagirl.com. You'll find all the store locations. But it's your local here in New Orleans area. It's your Rouse's, Bromart, Dornax, Langenstein, Zapardos. Cool. All our missing? favorites. All of our favorites. Do. Yeah. And Sam's Club, of course. And Kevin is leading up a new event that we're going to be partaking in. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about this. We'll be doing <laughs> cooking that for uh, uh, for Wednesdays at the Square starting next, next Wednesday. Next Wednesday. Oh, yes. Lafayette Square? Yes. Oh, with the music and all that? Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, that's we'll great. Oh, what a great event to be you at. You are going yeah. to meet someone and have a fantastic time doing that. I Thank foresee you. it. I'm oh. a psychic oh. co-host. It is in the air. It's it's so much fun. That's a great event. So we're y'all are um, doing the festival. Yeah, we're doing it for the whole year this year. Starting. Oh, so wow. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it, so should be a lot of fun. That's and he'll exciting. also be going with um, Woody's Fish Tacos up to Norfolk, Virginia. There's a big Bayou Boogaloo Fest there. We love Woody's Fish Tacos. Yes. Yeah. So I've already proclaimed publicly on the show that if I only had five meals left, one of them would be, before I died, one of them would be Woody's Fish Taco. Yeah. yeah. yeah That's uh, cool. That's great to partner with him. Mm-hmm. We compliment each other really well. Mm-hmm. So you're going to drive all the way up there to do that. Yep, represent it. New Orleans well. Cool, Norfolk, Virginia. Okay, well, we are out of time. Thank you so much. Once again, our special guests were Kristen and Kevin Pro of Cook Me Something, Mister. Thank you so much. Good night. Thanks, guys. Midnight Menu Plus One is produced by Grant Morris, and Chris Keogh is our technical director. And this fabulous audio quality that you hear is by PreSonus Audio Electronics. Makes all kinds of wonderful things. Visit PreSonus.com for more information. You can get in touch with us here at Midnight Menu Plus One by going to our website. It's NewOrleans.com. And from there, you can follow us on Twitter, find us on Facebook, sign up for our mailing list, get all kinds of swag. Uh, And while you're at It'sNewOrleans.com, you can listen to other episodes of Midnight Menu Plus One and our other shows, Happy Hour, Mindset, True to the Game, Vietnola, Out to Lunch, and others. And if you listen to the show on iTunes, uh, please rate us and review us. It helps other people to find us. Midnight Menu Plus One is a production of INO Broadcasting for It'sNewOrleans.com. So we meet here again. I am Ray Kanata. And I'm Margo Moss. Thanks. You know Labor Day signals the unofficial end of summer, but not the end of your outdoor projects. Lowe's helps you do it right and helps you save with Labor Day deals throughout the store. Shop now and get two bags of Stay Green Potty Mix for $12. And keep your lawn looking neat and trim with a Craftsman 2-Cycle 17-inch gas string trimmer now $20 off at just $119. Whatever's still on your to-do list this Labor Day, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 828. Soil offer excludes Alaska and Hawaii, U.S. only.